welcome to the Cultivation Podcast. My name is Alexis. My name is Julia. My name is Joel. And I am Philip. The same four hosts every single time. <laughs> we just welcome you guys to today's episode. Um, yeah. Let's just, I just want to throw something out. Mm-hmm. What's, what was the highlight of this morning so far for you, Alexis? Um, I think the highlight of this morning was hearing from one of my friends from home. Um, yeah, that was the highlight. I was feeling a bit homesick, not going to lie, but um, hearing from one of my good friends was good. What about you guys? For me, uh, I woke up to an oat milk latte and a breakfast sandwich that was purchased by our great friend, Julia. Yes. <laughs> and I, Julia. Um, there's nothing better than waking up thinking that you have to go to work and then coming down and being able to enjoy an oat milk latte. That was my highlight as well. Thank you so much, Julia. That was so awesome. So appreciated. Yeah, Yeah, at the coffee shop, there's this lady and she came up to me and she's like, you just have great personal style. You look darling. And that was the highlight of my morning. Darling. Darling. She was really cool. That's (laughs) when you know that like, it's just a sweet old woman. Yeah. Is when they call you darling. I was like, wow. That Dang. is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Philip? Yeah, no, I mean, it was the oat milk latte. I wish I liked oat milk latte. It was phenomenal. You just I, don't like coffee at all. I know. That's I the wish. issue. Yeah, but I wish. You can start to like coffee. I'll train myself. <laughs> you'll just have yeah. to take, you'll have to drink espresso every single morning. Yeah, you until know. Just straight espresso. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Well, today we are covering a very important topic that I think is super essential, and it's lies. And I know that's like a broad topic, but to break it down, we're going to cover lies that we've been told from others and lies that our inner critic tells us. So I do have a question for you guys. What Have you dealt with inner criticism and has it affected your everyday life? And how has it affected your everyday life? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, totally. Uh, I think lies is unfortunately one of those things that I have to deal with um, every day. And it's probably caused, you know, I think mainly by myself. I mean, I definitely think, you know, like we've talked about this um, talking about following the thread in our lives, right? And, and going back to maybe the root of, of, say, a lie or a wound or any type of pain. And recently, I've been trying to journal my lies um, and really just contemplate and, and ask myself questions. Why, why, where is this coming from? Why am I believing it? Um, what can I do to essentially counteract it? And... It's interesting because I think it's it's a pattern, right? Like, it'll just be triggered like that. And mm. for so long, I guess, um, you know, one way of thinking in my mind is, is just something I always come back to. And so to be a little bit more, like, open and vulnerable, I think one of my lies that I've kind of dealt with in my life is, like, a body insecurity. Mm. Um, I think for so long... And I can't really tell you when this started, but for so long, um, I would, you know, look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm fat, mm-hmm. like, if I'm being honest. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's something that now, like, trying to address it, that I've been trying to instead speak over myself, like, the truth, which is that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And that that is that is a lie. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that, Philip. I think it's really important um, for men to speak about these topics because it's it's just not talked about. It's actually um, Men's Mental Health mm-hmm. Awareness Week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Check in on your friends. Tell them that you love them. But, yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I think the thing about lies that is so insidious is that they often sound like truth. Mm. So it's hard to decipher and sift out what is truth and what is lies when 
our lives our lives have off like you know the cycle is lies and so I think that for me um the lie that is most often played in my mind that I have to intentionally go after um and remind myself that it is a lie it's not truth is a lie that I am forgotten or that I will not be taken care of um and that is that's just a lie but so often when especially when the lie has either been proven to be truth in the past or um it has come to pass it has manifested into reality it's hard to go back and and you know insert truth in those places in those Mm -hmm. gaps and so for me um I kind of have to really remind myself what is truth I will be taken care of um I'm not forgotten I'm seen and remembered um and I think having people in my life who remind me of that and who are with me and having community that's what helps the most but it is it is hard when lies often look like truth just kind of manipulated or twisted a little bit I think those are the hardest ones to go after definitely yeah um well I think for me the lie that has like kind of I won't say taken over my life but has been like a constant theme is that like I'm like unworthy or like inadequate. Um, I am like the youngest of three siblings. And so I've always been surrounded by older people. I've always prided myself on like being able to talk to older people and like, oh, like I'm just like so mature for my age. And I, you know, I think we all have moments where like, oh, like I'm not a child. Like I'm an adult. (laughs) And so it like definitely spiraled into me like, wanting to become an adult as quick as possible. So I like graduated high school early. I started college early. And I think now just becoming more aware of how that's affected my life while looking back, I know leaving high school was like the completely correct decision because I would have suffered my last two years that I realized that I like missed out on a lot of my childhood because I thought the way to make myself look adequate or the way to make myself look like worthy for other people was to be older or to do things that older people do. So like the moment I turned 15 and a half, I like got a job. I like did all the things that like the mature adult kid would do. And so I think now even just thinking about like where that came from, it's just being surrounded by like people that I looked up to and not being like affirmed and just who I am simply just as the beloved of Christ that it kind of like spiraled me into desiring to like almost create my own self instead of just allowing myself to be. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a powerful like lie. And I think for me it's, um, it's also like I have to fit in. I have to be like everyone else, especially when it came to school. Like I often tried to rush the growth process and often tried to do things in a faster manner. Like I didn't want to just take high school classes. I wanted to graduate college early. I wanted to graduate high school early. And I do that, like I took college classes all throughout high school and which helped, but at the same time, like, it also caused, like, a lot of stress, and I missed out on a lot of opportunities as well, um, but I think what Julia said is lies often feel like the truth, Yeah. and for myself, like, definitely image secure, image insecurity, just, like, within myself, and, like, Definitely, I fight with the inner critic almost on a day-to-day basis, just, like, with little things, and, like, it comes in the morning, and then I often argue with 
with her and then then it's just an ongoing process but oftentimes the lies that my inner self was telling me felt so much like the truth and due to that I feel like it's also kept me back from being my true self being who God has called me to be and yeah it's lies are definitely powerful and it takes strength to truly overcome them but it's also that self-awareness is super important and understanding those lies and facing them but you can't do it alone yeah i think too julia said something about intentionality Mm -hmm. um and i think it, it it's it goes without saying that if you want to change the way that you think or you want to combat these lies, there is a degree of intentionality and effort that we have to put into understanding the origins of it and, you know, taking that thread out um, from that tape, um, transitional object. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I want to, I want to speak on my own, my own experience um, because I've, I've probably thought about, um, lies and, and sort of just this negativity that surrounds it all the time. And I've come to a point where I can identify if I'm dealing with a lie by the way it makes me feel. And maybe that's just because, you know, like my heart is kind of the area that is like primarily, um, it's my primary way of sort of like discernment. And so for me, anytime that I have a thought that is, trying to play on my heartstrings, trying to pull me down, gets, gets me anxious or all these certain things, immediately I think, oh, this probably isn't good and I'm going to see if it's a lie. And more, more often than none, it's, it's a complete lie. And so how I've been able to intentionally direct, you know, um, res- my, not resources, but my efforts into like combating these things is, first of all, thinking, okay, if this thought is trying to bring me down, then I know it's, you know, my inner critic, a lie, stuff like that. So I want to ask you guys, how do you guys identify when a thought is a lie in your mind? Um, I think for me, it's often, I'm very much in tune with like my emotions and typically like it shows throughout the day, like with the music I listen to, the movies I watch, and with the words that come out of my mouth. And so when I notice a shift in what I surround myself with and the way it makes me feel, and like typically like when there's a lie in my mind and it plays over and over and over and over again, I feel so insecure and I feel really low and I feel like I just want to hide and never come out until I feel secure again. Um, but oftentimes it's truly how it makes me feel. And usually that's pretty, pretty low. And it's that feeling that I want to hide. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think for me as well, it's definitely like how my mood shifts. Um, but also how, like if I'm living in a lie and that's kind of playing in my mind and my heart, then it doesn't just affect me and like my mood and my day but I think I think it's easiest to tell that I'm identifying with the lie in that moment if it's affecting others um and affecting the relationships that I'm I'm in um because if I'm being affected by a lie and my heart is centered in a lie then it's def it's it ripples um it's not just yeah me and my center and my body and my heart, it doesn't just affect me wanting to sleep all day or me wanting to cry or whatever. It also affects those around me. And I think that's the easiest way. It's like, why am I agitated right now? Why do I, why am I irritated with this person when they really haven't done anything? Yeah. And so going back, okay, what it is, what is it that I am doing or I'm feeling? What is the lie that I'm feeling or thinking over myself and going back and um, reevaluating that coming back to truth so that I can treat people well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the easiest way for me to tell. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think 
we don't really realize like how lies of like the lies in our lives affect those around us because it's super I think it's really really easy to get like self-centered in those lies and just assume like oh it's just affecting me and then you like talk to your friends like a month later and they're like oh yeah like you were kind of rude like (laughs) a while ago like what was what was that up like what was up with that and yeah I think it's it also is just important to have those relationships where people can like they know who you are and mm-hmm. they can trust that okay like they're just going through something and like understanding how to support you and like bring yeah. you back to that truth as you're saying yeah I think for me the way that I kind of identify in myself that I'm like believing lies is like how like I'll typically when lies kind of consume me I just like retreat into my mind and so like I'll be around people but like I will not be engaging I'll probably just be staring out into the distance I'll like be totally zoned out probably completely cross-eyed like looking like a crazy person (laughs) and because I like will just overthink like every nick and cranny which is a really weird saying. Yeah. And I think I just said, yeah. like, I just said that so slow for the first time. And now I'm trying to think about what it actually means. What I don't know. It's an interesting I don't know. Saying. But um, I'll, like, try to look at it from, like, every angle to, like, understand, like, why do I feel this way? Like, why am I upset? Why am I, like, treating others like this? Like, all, all the thoughts. And so I'll just, like, overthink it to try to understand it because, like, usually when you look at lies objectively, they don't make sense Mm -hmm. because if you know who you are as a person and if you know the relationships you have, if you know the truth and you compare the truth to the lies, it's like, how could I ever believe that? Right. Yeah. And so I, like, whenever I'm faced with that moment, (laughs) while I should be like, okay, that's a lie, I think I try to overanalyze the lie Mm -hmm. because I'm like, if I can understand the lie, then I can combat the lie and then I can get out of it Mm -hmm. instead of just like opening up and being honest with people. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's, it's, it's hard, right? Because like you said, you know, we, we know (laughs) the truth and objectively we can say, oh, that's, that's a complete lie. That's not like it, right? And yet the lie still still you know grabs our our attention mm-hmm. you know and almost like it 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 tunnel visions us mm-hmm. right and as you were talking it, it made me think of this story in the gospels of um the storm and when the disciples are on the boat and how it's so easy to fixate on you know the turbulence from the wind and, and maybe the rains coming down and thunder and lightning and all these things are happening and you're all just on this you know like whimsy little boat terrified wow right but then i think you know we have jesus we have god there or like when peter is is trying to walk on on the water right and he 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 looks towards that storm and all of a sudden he starts sinking and he calls out to jesus and jesus immediately comes and takes his hand and so i think the beautiful thing about being able to open up to people is that they can be that for us. God is that for us all the time. And so one of the efforts I think that, you know, I should make more, you know, and, and I have I, I, with you guys, you know, I've struggled. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you were there, Alexis, but there was this one time where I was like, I was in my head. I, I was, it was bad, <laughs> right? Like I was really, I was really going through with it and I was struggling to just peep open my mouth but I wanted to so bad and I was like actually praying like you know maybe Joel like something like Joel like look at me like I know you're very observant like I know you know but then you know I it comes to the point where it's like no like I, I mean I appreciate when somebody can can notice that in me and I appreciate when someone like can just like ask me about it but in reality I think it's it's good to work up the courage and work up the practice of of speaking to someone about these things because we're not meant to do it alone i don't think yeah you know yeah. We, we have such i mean i hope and pray you know that that everyone out there who may be listening has at least one person that they can just go to that they know you know of that soul friend i forgot the word you guys remember that word 
Anam Karda. I, I could totally be butchering it, but it's like an old Irish word that means soul friend. Yeah, like and just someone that they can just completely trust and open up to. Like mm-hmm. it is so powerful, and I just want to just thank you guys because you have brought that into my life right now, and I know it's not just something that's gonna like be you know in just this time that we're up here. Like this is at least for me, it's a lifelong thing with yeah. you guys. That's Wow, I can yeah. Um, I really love how you brought up the story in the gospel of the storm um, and like how you're talking about soul friends and um, having like community to back us up. And I was just thinking like, like the truth in that story, it was raining. There was a storm. Like those are facts that, those actually happened. But the lie is that they were unsafe or that they weren't protected or that they were all alone. Wow. And they had each other and they were panicking like, oh my gosh, like what is, I mean, I wasn't there, but. (laughs) We can imagine. Yeah, putting ourselves into the story, I would be panicking. And so to have Jesus come in and calm those anxieties and the lies that we're not going to make it out of here. It's like, yes, it's raining. Yes, it, it sucks, but you know, we're, we're together and that's the truth. Um, I know, I don't know. I think that's just, it's kind of cool to think about like, like don't, we should never, you know, dismiss when, when there is the reality of something majorly catastrophic in our lives or something that's going on that's hurtful or painful to not dismiss those things but to bring in the idea that or the concept of of Jesus Jesus and the person of Jesus and you know the Imago Dei mm-hmm. image bearers we we can bring bring ourselves back to truth um, and I think that's just a beautiful thing that that Jesus was all about. He wasn't about, um, you know, dismissing our pain, but he always brought us back to truth. Yeah. That's a word for somebody right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed how you brought that up because I think it's important to remember that in the midst of the storm, it's okay to reach out. It's okay to take jesus's hand and trust even though there's turmoil and there's like chaos around us and sometimes it's really hard to do that and very similar to you i often i tend to isolate myself and tend to like be like okay like i hope someone can get that sign and ask me because i don't want to admit it and i don't want to say the truth because the truth hurts and i just want someone to bring it out so that i don't have to like awkwardly be like hey guys you know, this is what I'm going through um but yeah I think it's just powerful and like the image of God it's like we're all the image of God and we're all the body of Christ and I think that's beautiful because we're not alone on the boat we have our community that the Lord gave us and we also have the hand of Christ that we can grab a hold of to calm the storm. And although like sometimes the storm doesn't feel calm right away, it's that peace that it will be calm. And I think that's powerful, but yeah, I like how you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it just because like lies are so loud in our mind that even like the thought of paying attention to truth is like so hard. So having that community to like bring that truth out is so important because I I've I don't remember where I heard this but I was sharing this the other night and even this morning I heard songbirds when I woke up so it like reminded me of this but I've like heard it described that like lies are like a rooster in the morning that are like I've never grown up on a farm (laughs) luckily and none of my neighbors have had roosters But the thought of having to wake up to a rooster just screaming its head off every morning doesn't sound pleasant. Like, I think I would be, like, woken up. And I am, like, the least morning person when I sleep and I wake up at 1 p.m. Like, 
I, I don't, I don't, I'm not up early ever. And so the thought of being like woken up in like this fright of a rooster <laughs> very much sounds like how lies are. Yeah. But truth is like songbirds in the morning. They're mm-hmm. like beautiful. They're so quiet. You don't hear them unless you like silence yourself and you silence your mind and you just mm-hmm. pay attention to what's out there in creation. Yeah. And so I feel like that's so much how, or it's so similar to how our relationship with God is because, so, I mean, occasionally he does, but most of the time he's not screaming at us what we need to hear. He's just like whispering it into our ears. That still small voice. Yeah, it, just, it takes that like softening of our hearts, that softening of our minds and just resting in silence and in stillness that allows that truth to come into our lives. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't have to be our own ears that hear it from God. It can be other people hearing it from God that then speak it into our lives and we're able to like return to that truth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the way we combat lies is not by turning the volume down on lies. It's by turning the volume up on truth. Like we can't expect lies to just stop coming. You know, like lies literally came from the moment that Jesus started his ministry was literally like he came down, got baptized and then spent 40 days being lied to. Yeah. And then when he was on the cross, he was being lied to. And then when he came back, he was being lied to. Like if we see Jesus being lied to (laughs) his entire life on earth Mm. and we have an expectation that, Oh, like if I just love God and if I just surround myself with a Christian community then I'm not going to deal with lies, yeah. then it, it's just ignorant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just like, it, like you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way to combat that isn't by like trying your hardest to ignore lies or like, like turn it down or whatever, because they're always going to come mm-hmm. and they're probably going to come louder if you try to turn them down. Yeah. But replacing that with truth mm-hmm. and like, I'll, it's like opening up to people like, hey, these are the lies I deal with. This is what I struggle mm-hmm. with. And so when people see those lies being, you know, cast over you, they can, you know, put over you truth That's instead. That's really good. That's good. I have a question to follow up with what you're talking about. You know, it being so important to turn up the volume of truth because lies, they inevitably show up and they inevitably come into our mind. Um, so... Where Where is it that you guys um, best find truth? I think for me, it's definitely when I am in nature. And hmm. that's, I think, where I find, like, my most authentic self. Um, when I do it, when I roller skate and I'm not by myself, I think I come the most alive. And that's where I feel the most authentically me. Um, and I think I also find it in music and art. Um, I think that's a, a big thing that speaks truth to me. So where is it that you guys best find the truth? Um, um, oh. Oh, oh, for me, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've had many conversations with my sister about this. Shout out to Zoe. I know you're a fan of the podcast. Hey, Zoe. Um, but... Me and my sister are very similar in the way that when we ask people how their day was, we're expecting like a seven page MLA formatted paper. Like I want to know like the ins and outs. I want to know what made you happy, what made you sad, the things that like I just I want to know it all because I like authenticity is like my my drive. Like if you're not an authentic person, I'm like, get out, like come back to me when you know how to be yourself. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> and so I think for me, it's just like have just having genuine conversations and being in a position where I feel comfortable to be mm-hmm. honest in those conversations. Because, you know, you can have many conversations with anyone you want, but they could be the most surface level, like yeah. basic, like, oh, like, where do you go to school? What's your major? Like, <laughs> you know, like the basic get to know you questions. Mm-hmm. Or you can like really allow yourself to dive deep into truly knowing who they are as a person and who, you know, what their gifts are and what their, their relationships look like and all that type of stuff. And so I think for me, it's just like that, that authenticity. That's really good. Not just like getting to know truth, but going further into authenticity. Mm -hmm. That's really good. 
I like that a lot. Um, I think for me, and um, another time, it's like when I really, um, like, I guess, can combat the lies. And then, um, and just, I guess, replace it with truth is when I wake up in the morning. I'm a morning person. And <laughs> I <relate>. just, <laughs> I, my favorite time to wake up is before the sunrise. Mm. And I find it so peaceful and so still. And it's before the world is moving, before the world mm. in, gets stressed. Mm. And hmm. is when I feel peace because I'm like, this is the moment when the day is just about to begin. And um, before, like, although, like, I'm still combating a lot of things in my life and, like, mental health and just family and also, like, insecurity and just a lot has happened this semester. So, like, this process has been dealing with it. Um, but before then, before the storm hit, um, I would often... Like say affirmations in the morning, and every time I would go um, into work, I would often like go to the bathroom before and look in the mirror and say, "This is going to be a good day," mm. and replacing like the immediate negative thoughts that it's going to be a bad day. I often mm -hmm. replace it with, "This is going to be a good day." It's we're going to thrive today. We're going to do this today. Mm. Um, it's going to be a good day, and reminding myself of that, and also with affirmations and. That's something that I've been starting to get back on too. But I think it's in the morning for me, like right before the sun comes up, when the sky is still like stars and mm. no one's out is when I feel very still and at peace and can combat it. Yeah, that's like starting like starting your day with truth. Yeah, yeah. and it's before like people are stressed, before people experience bad days. It's like mm -hmm. when everything is just peace. Wow. Mm, still. That's, I think that's... Mm -hmm. That's really cool, the way that you're able to, like, physically combat loud lies by making truth louder than the lies. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, what has been helping me is journaling. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very much a person that can't necessarily ignore their feelings. My four. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I actually get it too. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, something. <laughs> Joel's like, I, uh, I I don't get it. <laughs> Need, needless to say. <laughs> but yeah, journaling. Like uh, what I do usually when I journal is I feel like I take a very Psalms approach, and I think mm -hmm. that's like before I kind of really understood myself. I I, I started to observe how how say David or other psalmists would write. And they would be like, not all of them obviously, but some of them would be like, oh, I'm in anguish. Like this, this is happening over me. Like, where are you, Lord? And then all of a sudden he'd be like, but God, like I'm gonna remember you in this time. Mm -hmm. And so I started to adapt that into my journaling style. And even, even now more that I understand that I, I cannot ignore the, the wounds or the pain or the, overwhelming feelings of my lies and I don't think they're meant to be ignored at all and that's mm -hmm. something that you know I've had to learn in a lot of different ways and just something like I've been walking through right now is is not being afraid to engage with with my lies and not mm -hmm. being afraid to engage with the overwhelming feelings but journaling for me is just this super cathartic process where mm -hmm. I'm I'm blunt I'm so like if someone were to read my journal, they'd be like, "Wow!" Like, you know, that's amazing. But that, though, you, yeah, I have to be raw with myself, and it's mm -hmm. something that I think has helped me being raw with others too. Mm -hmm. You know, being my most authentic self, yeah. and so I write down like super raw emotions, how I'm feeling, what this lie is doing to me, and whatnot, and then I remember the truth, mm -hmm. what God speaks over me in His Word, what He speaks to me. You know, when I'm just sitting still and trying to listen to Him. Like we have all these wonderful psalms. We have the life story of Jesus. We have these epistles. We have the Old Testament. We have all these examples in the word of God to not only help us, to mentor us, to encourage us, you know, and as well as we, you know, we have the spirit within us 
And to me, that means that I can sit and ask God right then and there, Lord, what do you say about this? That's something I've been trying to do. And I think, I think Bill actually like told me to, instead of, you know, trying to white knuckle my lies or instead of like, you know, trying to like just straight up like ignore them and reject them, I, I accept them and I say, Jesus, come with me right now, please. Like I, I invite Jesus into these areas in my mind and into my life. And I'm like, Lord, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, he's like, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you are fearfully, wonderfully made. Yeah. Like you're my son. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have good plans for you. Like, That's you are powerful. unique. You, like, you you are a poem, yeah. you know? And to me, I'm like, you know, like, I love that. Yeah. I, I love when when, when God and, and through his word or through through a song, through music, or, or just through the stillness of, and in the whispers of his voice, yeah. he just unleashes this peace. Wow. It's so amazing. That's- yeah. That's powerful. I know, like, in times when I've read those psalms of, like, I'm sure they have some specific name, but, like, reading just, like, this, like, pain and anguish that the psalmist writes, and then it just is, like, this abrupt transit, abrupt transition into, like, thanksgiving and praise. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, in like in times when I've read it, I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, they're being, like, literally fought by, like, armies. Like, why, like, clearly they're upset. Like, why do they... Like, how can they just, like, turn that into praise? But it's mm-hmm. it's just, like, you know what? Even if I don't believe it right now, or even if I don't understand why I should be praising God, and, like, even if I have, like, every excuse to not praise God right now, like, I'm still going to praise God. Really yeah. Like, like, until yeah. it can, like, I like that, because until it becomes the truth. And sometimes, yeah. like, I guess, like, when we were reading that one blog post, I forgot. By Nightbride? Nightbird? Nightbird. 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 Nightbird, not Nightbride. And just, um, she was just speaking such profound words on how she would talk to God and pray and like just speak to the Lord. But it's like, she didn't necessarily believe it then in mm-hmm. giving grace and like grace to herself and also giving things to God and she didn't believe it right away, but she kept doing it until she saw it. Yeah. And I think that's like declaring, yeah. I trust you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. And I think that's powerful when combating lies. And I also liked what you, um, you said, Philip about facing them, that I think it's also <clears throat> important to face the lies, but the one thing that you can't do is face them alone because they're hard to get through. And that's why the Lord gave us community Mm-hmm. and being real and authentic, being like, okay, this is a lie, because oftentimes, at least within my personal self, I find a lie is often, once you open it up, there's just a trail of other lies, mm-hmm. and that's what caused that main lie. Right. And so it's like combating that and getting to the bottom of it with your community to truly be like, oh, wait, let's break down these and replace every lie with the truth. Mm-hmm. And instead of thinking, and I always think of the CBT model, <laughs> cognitive behavioral, you know, therapy, you know. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> it's my favorite thing on earth. But basically it's like your thoughts and everything, they affect everything, your lies. And yeah, so basically I guess... Just combating the lies, replacing it with truth, because it replacing it with truth would affect your everyday life and then bring that inner peace that mm. we all need. Yeah. I think that it's really cool how, you know, you talked about the Psalms and how going and journaling that way has been really effective and then like, you know, worship, all of that, like it's effective to combat the lies and then um, even therapy like all these things are practices and ways to go about that Um, and I think even like music that's not necessarily worship or or whatever like art music it all can bring us back to truth if we sit in intentionality and let it speak over us Um, 
you know, listening to the songbirds. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to actually listen. But going off of that, um, you know, these practices that we all, we all use and function in, they affect the way that we interpret and go about our lives and bring us back to truth. But how are these practices of combating lies? How are they affecting the way that you really relate to others? Um, and how are, how are you how are, how are those relationships? How are we speaking truth over other over others since community and not being in isolation is such a major part of getting back to that authentic self and, mm-hmm. and truth. Yeah, I mean, I think even in like in the beginning, we were talking about how when lies have power over us, it like affects the way we treat other people. Yeah. And so if we're in a position where we're having like truth consume us, we're speaking like truth over other people. And so being in situations or not situations, but being in relationships where you have like at least one person who's in a position where they're very aware of the truth in their life and they're acceptant of that truth and they believe in that truth having someone whether it's like a pastor a friend a therapist like whoever it is in your life but understanding like okay I know and I like I know where they're at in their life and I value where they are in their life and I value who they are as a person like having those vulnerable conversations of lies and just literally just being like hey this is like I like because it can be embarrassing and it can be shameful being having to say like this is something that I believe right now and I know that it's not truth I know that it's a lie but at the end of the day I still believe it and allowing someone to say like okay like I recognize what you're going through like what you're going through is valid like not shaming you and like saying like I can't believe that you would ever say that about yourself or immediately going into this like opposite like replacing mm-hmm. shame with like more shame almost mm-hmm. but just be, having someone that you know believes in truth and allowing yeah. them to like give their perspective of like your situation and just asking for that perspective yeah that's important i think that um having that trustworthy person who doesn't necessarily invalidate your your feelings and thoughts and like replacing them with like basically like how dare you say that about yourself that's so selfish and things like that it's really like I guess having that person to be like okay I understand what you're going through and I validate what you're going through and what you're saying about yourself is hard so let's let's go through it together and like having that partner to walk with you is super important. Yeah. Uh, can I be honest with you guys? Yeah. Like I've like this, the, when I told you guys like a practical I was dealing with, you know, that like a lie I've told myself is that I'm fat. Like I, I've been so terrified of saying that to people. And I think it's because it's something that like, <laughs> it's something I got emotional. Sorry. <laughs> It's something that, you know, I've been trying to combat for so long, right? And it's something I've actually been scared of telling other people because, I don't know, like, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to admit it, but the community that we have cultivated here, you know, learning more about you guys and, I mean, there's just this love for you guys, you know, and just this, this trustworthiness that I finally felt, you know, okay, you know, that because I know you guys would, would help and encourage me and validate me because I think for some reason I thought like if I had ever really admitted to something like that, like it would bring shame, mm-hmm. you know, it, I'd, I'd, it'd be combated, you know, like, and to have that space, I think, of, of validating, you know, even if maybe we don't understand, right? But reality is, it's like people are dealing with lies and it's valid Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to understand exactly what they're going through, but just to, 
to have that space of, of being just accepted for your whole self, you know, is so helpful to me. And I think it's something that's really important to to seek after and to, you know, to pray about even if, if you don't have that. Because that type of community that can just sit with you, you know, when you cry or just literally like yeah. it's yeah. it's empowering. It is. And I, I it's so special. Yeah. 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 And I, th- I think especially with like specifically like body insecurity people's immediate reaction to that is like oh my gosh like no (laughs) like why would you ever believe that Mm -hmm. and then it's like well I do so like what do you want me to do about it you know so I mean like just to like say to you now like I'm like so sorry (laughs) that you've like experienced that shame Mm -hmm. and I'm so sorry that you've like been in situations where you don't know how to like voice those feelings because that sucks and, and that's hard. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing with us. I think that, you know, like earlier we were talking about how like sometimes lies, they sound like truth. And because they're louder than truth, sometimes it's so hard to sift through to find that truth. And so I think that, you know, when, when somebody speaks truth over you, it's like, no, you know, you're fine. You're good. Like, that's not helpful agreed you know like that's that might be the truth but it doesn't sound like truth Mm -hmm. and so i think the um like a major component of speaking truth in love in community to one another is trust um truth without trust in relationship Mm. like yeah it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't further the the conversation or the relationship and so i think that you know, building community that is not just one of truth, mm-hmm. but authenticity and one that where trust is, is formed and mm-hmm. created over time. Like it needs to be organic because if yeah. somebody's speaking over me and I don't have a relationship or a bond, that truth is just, it might not sit with me. Mm-hmm. And so I think creating relationships where we, you know, where vulnerability and authenticity are platformed mm-hmm. over image, over whatever it is that, you know, surface level relationships often go toward. I think it's so, it's it's vital. It's essential for yeah. us to begin to sift through together the crap mm-hmm. and find that truth <clears throat> and platform it so that we can love well and, mm. you know, cultivate the fruit mm. <clears throat> so we can continue to give. Yeah. yeah, that's important. And Philip, I want to say thank you as well. I think that it's important that at least it's, like, important to me to hear that and, like, I validate what you are going through and I'm we're with you. We're walking alongside you. I know it's a it's definitely hard to hear that and it's it's valid because it's what you are facing and it's hard to face that alone. And I just want to say that like we're all here with you and for those of you listening like gather that community have that community walk alongside you because lies they're man they're terrible and hard to face but when you have that community to walk alongside you and validate not tear down and um i think it was julia who mentioned it but saying basically when someone says oh how could you say that about yourself like but replacing that with truth at least for myself i don't necessarily believe it because sometimes the lies are often seen as the truth for us where if where someone says oh you're beautiful when you don't feel beautiful Mm -hmm. it doesn't really help me at least yeah it's like why 
like having that relationship with mm-hmm. someone before just like blindly encouraging them is so important. Yeah. yeah. Because you could be encouraging them in things that they don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't see it themselves. So it's going to be yeah. hard to be like, it's not going to be immediate. Like, oh yeah, I am beautiful. Yeah. No, it's like, it's a process, but having that person to validate, cry with you, mm-hmm. face it, hear every detail, that means more than anything. Yeah. It feels seen. Like I feel seen when that happens. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would love to just, um, before we sign off here, I would love to just go around and whatever you guys feel, uh, just say one thing that that can just encourage our audience and whoever is listening. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I would just encourage all of you who are listening to be bold and to reach out to a person or a community that you trust, um, that can walk alongside you when it comes to lies and and be that encouragement and speak that truth over you. And I would also encourage you, you know, to spend that intentional time with, with God even and ask him what he has to tell, tell you um, and what he has to say about those lies. Yeah. yeah. For me, I would just encourage everyone listening to just like write out or vocalize what it is that are lies in your life and then like just write across from them, just write like what that truth is. Mm-hmm. And like whether that's a list that you go over every day, whether it's a list you write every day, just becoming aware of what is a lie in your life and identifying it as a lie, whether or not you believe it or not, doesn't do like it doesn't matter if we believe it or not that defines it as a lie or as truth, but it's understanding like, okay, even if I believe that, mm-hmm. I can recognize that it's a lie. Yeah. Which like allows that that journey to start. I think that because lies are often fueled by shame, it's important to remember that this process of getting back to our true selves, it doesn't have to be a shameful process. Sorry. Um, But I just want anybody who's listening to know that the process of seeking truth, it doesn't have to be done overnight. It doesn't need to be rushed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a process that takes a lot of courage. So be so proud of yourself for the work that you're doing because no matter how small it may feel, whatever step you're taking, it's so major and it's so beautiful and you're doing a great job. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think acknowledge your lies and as hard as it is, acknowledge it with another person um and also find that time where you can truly be still and find that peace and also combat the lies with the truth and replace the truth and allow the truth to be so loud so what time is that for you and who is your community that you can trust and that you can go through and that can walk with you and you can walk with them. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, we hope that you can take whatever it is that you learned or whatever it is that you found um, to be helpful into your own lives and into your own community. Um, and I just want to end it with a quote from Joel because I thought this was just absolutely amazing that we should literally like write <laughs> on like a postcard or like something. But yeah, honestly, but it's a uh, turn down the volume of lies and turn up the volume of truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you guys. And we will see you next week. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.